Welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment because five days a week we shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of fintech and on a Sunday we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. This is our final episode of the year and we wanted to share with you our predictions for 2022 and what trends we expect to be prevalent. It's super exciting times for the space that we work in. And just to remind you, Toby and I have the privilege of speaking to so, so many people day in, day out within the space about their mission, purpose, journey, plans. And with all that in mind, we wanted to share with you our top 10 trends. So Toby, kick us off with the first one. Yeah, it's really exciting, Nadia. Thanks for that. It's, uh, there's some great things happening in fintech at the moment, and 2022 is going to be a really interesting year. I'm going to start with funding. We've seen an enormous amount of money go into uh, Series A, Series B, back startups over the course of this year, and there's some companies who are really moving the, uh, the needle further forward, a lot of investment that's going into it. Uh, and I think that, that 2022 is going to see even more. There's uh, a lot of people there who are, who are really keen to take hold of the marketplace at the moment, a lot of companies who I've been speaking to who are just going through rounds and raises at the moment to take their business on to the next level. So I anticipate a continued theme of money being poured into the fintech space. That's going to be something which I think we'll definitely be seeing. What's in it too, Nads? Super exciting to hear that. Now, of course, no one's going to be surprised when I say this. In it too is DEI. And I truly believe it's going to make steps forward next year because of the sheer numbers that we're looking at in terms of how we want to grow within financial services technology and the fintech space. We have to start looking in places we've never looked at before. We've got to start engaging with people who'd never considered us before. And there was a podcast in particular that stood out for me, and it was with Tina Shatter of TD Securities. And she was talking about why she joined TD Securities. And I just wanted to raise this point. She said that in the past, she hadn't career-wise been taken as seriously as her male counterparts. And she felt exhausted when it came to trying to be promoted. And she felt that she was asked to, be, to jump through hoops that other people didn't have to jump through. And the one thing that really stood out for her, that there was no one that looked like her in a senior position, and then she talks in the podcast that that is what drew her to TD because there were people that she could relate to. There were people that she could see that looked like her. And I think it's incredibly important when we look at what the trends are going to be for next year, that we make that connection. If we're going to grow the way that we want to grow, we need to ensure that we're being totally, totally focused on diversity, equity and inclusion so that we are reaching people we haven't reached before. Toby, over to you. Back to me. So the third thing I want us to look at, which I think we're going to see as a continuing trend, is 2020 and 2021 have seen R35 really move a different shape in the financial technology contract market. Contractors have diminished, there haven't been as many opportunities, but we've seen that sort of really tend to scale up over the course of 2021. 2022, when you've got a war for talent that is tough as it, as it possibly is, it's going to be a year where people have recognised and, and got their heads around R35. The same thing happened in the public sector. And now I think in the private sector, we'll see a continued growth of contract recruitment in the space as people get more comfortable with how to set up and how to ensure they've got the right framework and compliance to allow strong contractor growth. So I see a, a large rise in contractor recruitment happening in 2022. Back to yeah. you. 
Couldn't agree more with that. Also, we've got to keep an eye on the fact that the banks are investing even more so now into technology innovations. They're trying to keep up with the fintechs. So I think that what's going to happen next year at even, an even faster rate than this year is we're really going to see the onset of digital currencies. So, for example, it was in the press this week that Germany have now, in all their spending, they spent more digitally than they have physically. And there's more and more countries that will be able to say that as we come to a close of, of 2021. With this in mind, I think we're going to see loads and loads more of digital arms springing out of the wharf, out of different banks. And I think it will be at an astonishing rate and a well-backed rate. Very interesting indeed. And alongside that, I think what we're going to be seeing is a trend that's been growing significantly over 20, 2020 and 2021, which is the continued sort of rise and rise of open banking. More and more companies are in this space. More and more companies are doing incredible things in growth. We're going to see further spread of open banking in the US by the looks of it and a real battle uh, shaping up over there. So who's going to win the open banking wars? We wait and see, but there's going to be a lot more growth again in the space that has been particularly prevalent over the last, uh, last year and a half or so. Another bit of really, really good news was that we saw the Bank of England predicting that by 2027, the total global cross-border payments will hit an astonishing 250 trillion US dollars, which is just like mind-blowing to me. Now, look, we all know that there's been a huge increase in, in e-commerce. We know that there's so much more trade and investments across borders. But actually, the systems that are in place are not at the efficiencies they could be, not at the speed they could be. The cost of the transactions are definitely nowhere near where they should be. So with everything that's been happening across fintech, I definitely think we're going to see that more and more in cross-border payments. I spoke a few weeks ago about Lily, the MD at Moneo, and Moneo focused on cross-border payments. And she spoke about how there's so much misinterpretation around cross-border payments post-Brexit and how what they're trying to do is create great opportunities for people to reduce the cost of their transactions, increase the speed and the efficiency. I think we're going to see lots more people like Moneo doing the same thing. Another one of the, I'm, I'm using a bit of buzzword bingo here because I feel like open banking is, is one of those big trends to, to have spoken about over the course of the last year or so. But alongside that, one which you can't ignore is crypto. Crypto continues to, to dominate the headlines and its volatility is, is incredible. Everyone you're speaking to has got an opinion on it. We're seeing more and more innovation in and around the space. But interestingly, and I think most importantly to talk about here, what we're seeing predominantly is the cryptification of banks. And whilst you know, many will, will sort of shy away from it, it's becoming more and more of a mainstream asset class. And I anticipate a lot more adoption of, of crypto within banks. And we're already seeing a number of different hedge funds spin out into the crypto world and, and, and rapid growth within those as well. So the rise and rise of crypto continues apace, and I think that will be something which will dominate over the course of the next year as well. Another thing that I think will really stand out next year will be the buy side and their technology processes and systems. So I have, over the past three months, been spending more and more time within this area. And the more and more time I spend in this area, the more excited I become. I think there's going to be so much space for growth and opportunity to innovate here. So much so that I'm going to be launching a new stream of the DEI discussions solely dedicated to the buy side and all the innovations that are going to be happening over there across all different people that will be involved in that. So super excited to see what happens in that space too. And tied into uh, to crypto, but breaking out on its own, we've also seen a hell of a lot of movement and real life adoption of blockchain. I think a couple of years ago, people were talking about it as being something that would be mainstream a lot quicker than it, than it has been. And we've seen hype cycles of it. 
I'm still not 100% sure that blockchain and its real usage is, you know, everyone knows how, how cool it can be, but no one's really adopted it to, to be doing something as mainstream as, as potentially what we're seeing recently with the headlines of what uh, Baton have been doing recently as well. And I think as people are adopting more and more to how blockchain can, can really be used, we're going to see more and more evidence of its exciting breakthrough and how it becomes mainstream and the real benefits that we can take out of the, uh, the technology that's really been behind crypto as well, but utilising it in multi-asset classes and really take mm. financial services up another level as well. And I think this is all about taking it all up another level. And that's the really exciting thing for me. So my final trend that I believe will be really prevalent in our world next year will be the rise of listening to our people. This is about potential, it's about training, investing in people, career building. And one of the pods I recorded recently really, really highlights everything that I'm saying here. And it was with Christina Danilla, SVP of Marketing at Fintech OS. She was speaking on the maternity and paternity stories of Fintech. And she was talking about how everybody has a unique maternity or paternity story, a unique journey. And then we, we took the conversation on to say, well, isn't that true of everybody's careers? And right now, within the world of financial services technology, within the world of fintech, crypto, blockchain, anything that is looking to grow, we know it's about people. I always talk about celebrating people's differences, but I think that especially coming from us as a recruitment agency, we've always spoken about it's not just attracting the right people, it's about ensuring that those people are looked after and invested in so they can build a, a really good career with you and therefore build your business up bigger and stronger and more successful. And I truly believe that next year, this whole idea of actually sitting down and listening to people for what they uniquely need and what they uniquely want and what their unique potential will be, I think that is really going to come into fruition and that will scale across every other trend that we've spoken about. So that ties out nicely, doesn't it? 10 trends for 2022. It is an exceptional time at the moment. You know, we've said it a number of times on the show. To me, this has been one of the most fascinating periods of my 22-year recruitment career. And I think all in this space, there's a hell of a lot that's happened over the last couple of years. But what's really, really interesting is just this continuing demand and drive for good people. And so moving slightly away from trends, but something which I want everyone to have on their agenda is how they're going to make sure that with their increased demand for people, with the desire to, for everyone to bring on best talent, it's just to really think about something that we've been really passionate about on this show for the last year or so, is to really think about how they can create a great workplace culture and make sure they're attractive and put the processes in place that allow them to, to stand out, know their difference, articulate that difference, and allow themselves to get the talent they need to really fuel where they want to go. Because companies can really take massive steps next year, which will be hampered by their ability not to bring on the best talent. We want to work with companies next year to help them articulate that, to get the processes that can allow them to get the best possible talent in place. And I think if we can do that with companies, we've got a great chance of seeing it, you know, a year that, that like, like no other. This last six months has been an absolute pleasure to, you know, and privilege to, you know, to be involved in. We've seen so much innovation. So we're working with so many great companies. We're working with some really cool things that people are doing at the moment. And I think I don't think I've ever enjoyed myself as much in the job as, as I have done over, you know, over the last six months in helping seeing some brilliant, brilliant companies get things so right. What I really want to have happen, and my, my, guess my Christmas wish for 2022, is that companies recognise and continue to recognise the importance of people to their success. And they continue to think about what they can do and we continue to help people about how they can put those things in place to allow them to really thrive in the year ahead. So I'm looking forward to that. 
What are you looking forward to in this year? Well, completely on the, the flip side to everything that you said there, I think that um, one of the most exciting things that will happen in the first and second week of January next year is that I'm going to be running my Empowered sessions. And just to be really clear on what those sessions are, it's a workshop where we are talking about how do you empower yourself in your career. So anyone listening today who don't see themselves as the person that's hiring people, but instead as someone who may be looking for a job or looking just to progress their career within their current company, please do get in touch with us because we are really looking to ramp up what we can do for you. We want to ensure that rather than just encouraging companies to be looking after their staff, that we are directly looking after people within this industry. And how do we do that? Um, we're running a workshop on how to empower yourself within your career, which is very mindset focused. It's very decision-making focused on what you're going to do and how you will drive your career forward. And it's very unique to the individual. We're also running a number of sessions around how do you learn to advocate better for yourself? The first three of those sessions are going to be on how do you best ask for a pay rise? How do you speak to somebody about what's next in your career ladder? And when could you get your next promotion? And how do you ensure that you'll be recognized even if working remotely. These are just the first three and what will be really really great is that I have got three industry experts speaking for each of those three sessions in the Advocate for You series and they will be talking about what their advice is, what their experience has been, how it's worked for them, what challenges they faced but also what they would want from a manager now. So it means that in these series it's not just how can you advocate better for yourself? But what can you expect from really good management? Which I think is very important because there's just too much in the media about if you're working from home, it's your fault, it's gonna damage your career. Rather than let's bring up this balance here. If you have to work from home, why should your career be damaged? How do we empower our hiring managers? How do we empower our leaders to truly see who's in front of them? So as you can see, I could go on and on and on about this, but I'm deciding to start with these four topics, empowering yourself in your career, the Advocate You series and the three topics within that. And I feel like it's going to pack a really good punch in January, I believe. And it followed up by February as well, where you become an internationally best-selling published author, which I'm incredibly excited about. The book is nearly here. We've got uh, so much to look forward to. We've said it a number of different times, but everything you've done to drive different thinking and diversity of thought in hiring in companies all, all over the world has been really staggering. And it's been something I've been really proud to be associated with alongside you with, with all of that. So I love what's going to happen in all of those different things. From a business perspective here at Harrington Style, we want to continue. We've got so many exciting new ventures and content and thoughts and, and ideas that will be coming through to you on all the usual channels. So we're really excited about how we, we take it up to the next level. I know that there's a number of different changes we're making to FinTech Focus TV on the YouTube and podcast show over there as well to change things up and to put new thoughts into play. I'm really, really excited with where we are as a business. There, as I say, so many different clients who, who we're working with. London, New York and Belfast will all be expanding. We're looking to make hires, a number of different hires, 15 hires at the moment in each of those different categories, thanks brilliantly to the demand of our exceptional clients who, who we want to make sure we continue to deliver the best possible service to and with. So we're really, really excited about all of that. And as far as I'm concerned, it's roll on 2022. We really love working with everyone. We love doing all these shows. We'll continue to keep on looking at, at how we can improve them, deliver them, and give you more and more value over the course of the, the, the new year. But uh, it's, been, it's been great fun.
I got to see some of the stats of our listeners and all I can say to everyone in the audience, thank you so much for listening to us week in, week out. Thank you for sending us all your questions. I absolutely love it when we get questions from the audience and then we can direct our conversation the week after. Don't forget, we have a fantastic opportunity that we have the visibility across such a huge, vast amount of the marketplace. We can always answer questions. We can always go and do our research by speaking to people and we get to speak to hundreds a week so please do continue sending in questions we'd love to answer them thank you all for listening this is one of my favorite series and i've really enjoyed recording it this year it's always good fun isn't it <laughs> i think we both finish off with a big smile on our face after doing Definitely. this every single week so i love doing it i love spreading cheer spreading the positive news particularly at this to this time of year and there's been so much good stuff to share so we hope you've enjoyed it as I say, those stats we really, really are grateful for. I think it always surprises us every single week, but we're really pleased that our musings seem to go down well. So if there is anything, as Nadia says, that we can do to improve the show, please do let us know. We hope you've enjoyed it in 2021. Here's to an exceptional 2022. Have a great new year. Have a great Christmas. And we will see you after the break. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please do like, rate, review. It always goes so far to helping spread the pod. And thank you once again to everyone for being involved in it. We will see you in 2022 from Nadia and me it is goodbye thank you